All right, guys, one, two, three, here we go. Can I get a little motivation, a little energy? I want you to be excited with me. This is Juan Santos over to Counselor's Journey, and we are going to dive into another episode all about teaching you, mental health professionals, how to A, start, B, grow, C, scale a six-figure counseling private practice without, without feeling overwhelmed. Let's do it. Let's dive into the episode. All right. How's everybody doing today? Hopefully you are, you're doing well. You're thriving as my boy David says from Shits Creek. If you're not watching that, definitely check it out. It's a pretty funny show. I am here with the amazing Allison Pigeon. How are you, Allison? I'm great. I love that show, by the way. I watched the whole thing. It's so good, right? <laughs> yes. So funny. I loved it. It's like my version of the office where I'll watch it and then I'll just watch it over and over and go, mm-hmm. oh, this, this is still just as good. Right, right. Yep. Uh, so, Allison, thank you for being here. For everyone listening, um, share with them who you are and, and the work that you do. That way they get a clear idea of just how amazing you are. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, my name is Allison Pigeon. I'm located in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, and I have a large group practice here called Move Forward Counseling. And once I started my practice, I totally jumped into the deep end of being an entrepreneur and I started other businesses. So I started a virtual assistant company by the same name, Move Forward Virtual Assistants. I started doing business consulting with practice of the practice. And now I have a new um kind of side hustle called Thera Suite, which I know we're going to talk a little bit more about. Um, also got into doing some real estate investing in the past few years. So lots of um, fun things to keep keep me busy and interested. Just wow. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm, I'm so excited to have you here, you know, really listening to that, all those side hustles and, and just extending you know, from beyond the therapy room, beyond that closed door, or, you know, now and day beyond that uh, virtual space, you've done that Mm -hmm. uh, VA business, the business consulting with practice of the practice, uh, real estate venture, which is awesome. And you've got TheraSuite. Let's, um, let me start with a question. So let's start with this one. A lot of counselors, in private practice, right? A lot of counselors in private practice have amazing skills. All of them, all of you have amazing skills. And I noticed that at times they'll want to start like this additional stream of income and, and they want to create this side hustle and, and, you know, just bring it to life. And then there is just that next step where they struggle to blank just to do it. You've, you've done this over and over, you know, you've repeated this system in different ways from a VA business, from consulting and so forth. What do you think kind of holds them up to take that leap? Yeah, I think a lot of people get stuck in that, um, you know, paralyzed by perfection mindset. Like I always just look at it, like I'm going to jump in and sort of figure this out as I go. Cause I think with running a business, the best way to learn is just by doing, So obviously I'm not completely flying by the seat of my pants. I do have a plan, but I also can get a business put together. I would say within five to six weeks, um, which I know sounds really, really fast. Um, but I just figure, okay, I, at least I have a starting point and then I can, you know, keep iterating as I go along. Um, I think the other thing as well is, um, 
you know, you just, you don't, um, people kind of don't think about their, um, their time that they have available to them or their resources. I think a lot of times we underestimate how much time something is going to take. So people start to get into it and they realize like, oh, wow, this is like really time consuming and I don't have time to do this. And so they just quit. <laughs> mm, yeah. So those, those are really good, really great points, you know, looking at having, having that plan. And I know the one that stuck out to me the most, uh, and whenever I speak with clinicians is a topic that we go into and is jumping in without having like everything perfectly laid out. I often wonder if that connects to like just our graduate work, you know, so much of, of grad school, it's, I think it really encourages, uh, which is great, encourages us as clinicians to ensure that our ducks are in a row. Like, you know, we know our ethics, we know what, what clinical orientation we're utilizing before we show up to that clinical space. And we have this really clean treatment plan. So as clinicians, we like are grounded in that. And then when it comes into these side hustles, I find that often we try to have that same style when creating them, which leads to, uh, you know, if it's not perfect, then I'm not ready to do that. Right. Yep, exactly. So with your new venture, Therasuite, tell us about that. Yeah. So Therasuite is a website where if you are a private practice owner who needs help decorating your office, that is the place for you to go. So we have two options. The one is we have curated what's called a board of items for people who kind of want a more DIY option. So let's say you go on there and you see, oh, this mid-century modern board that has, you know, all the stuff you need for your office, the couch, the chair, the artwork, the rug, everything you buy the board and then you get a list of all the links and you can go on to all these, you know, major retailers and get them shipped, get all the items shipped to you directly. And you set up your office. The other option is we have designers that we've developed relationships with that are familiar with healthcare design and what people are looking for in a therapy office space. And if you want more of a custom design, you can reach out to them through the website to get a custom um, design for your office. Oh wow, that is that's dope. It reminds me of like uh, <laughs> I like I like um, I like Chip and Joanne. You, you, you yes. maybe heard them right? And yes, my, my wife's them. huge. Okay, she's huge into that. So we will get the magazines, and it's laid out. I guess very similar to that board where like you see this room, and you're like, oh, I could fucking just grab that and put it here. You know, yes. that, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So it's it's, exactly. it's so it's similar to that. Okay. And if I'm like the shopper, I get on there and I look at that board. It's got the whole room. I can click on it. And before, before you know it, I can purchase the exact items from there and then just put them into the space that I, I want to have them in. Exactly. Nice. And um, how are you how are you putting that in front of other people? Cause I think that's a, that's often a question that individuals with additional uh, with it, with the idea of creating a side hustle, they may say, I want to create blank and they're excited about it, but then it's like, okay, how can I get this in front of other people that are going to be excited about it too? Yeah. I think that's where, you know, my interaction with the therapist community, especially through business consulting is really helpful because I'm always talking to people all over the United States, um, you know, to help them with their businesses and, you know, connected with various people and other consultants in that space. So, 
Um, that's one really nice thing is I already kind of had a built-in audience. Um, so it was just a matter of kind of going back to those audiences and saying, Hey, there's this new thing that I made. Um, but there's also, you know, a fair amount of work that needs to be done in terms of, you know, posting things on social media and doing podcast interviews and all of that kind of stuff to get the word around. Very true. So that, that there, I guess the, the nugget I'm pulling out is as we're looking at building our side hustles, dig deep into, have I already created an audience and can I connect with my audience and see if this is a good idea? So did you do that? Like, did you first look at sharing this with the audience of, of I want to do this, let me take a poll or did you feel strongly about it and then take that leap? Yeah. So what happened was I pay a lot of attention to the questions people ask in the therapists, Facebook groups, especially. Um, and so you'll start to see a lot of the same questions come up over and over again in different groups. And so obviously if you're seeing a pattern, then that's a, a sign that there, that, that might be sort of a universal kind of pain point for that population. Right. So that was a question I saw over and over, like, I need a new chair. I don't know what chair to buy. You know, like I go on Wayfair and there's a zillion choices. How do I narrow it down? And, you know, or I'm moving into a new space and I have no idea where do I get furniture from? How do I decorate it? Um, so I knew it was a problem that folks had. Um, and I also saw that there were websites like Havenly and Modsy, which are more for residential, which is kind of the same concept. Like you can go on there and hire a designer and they'll, you know, design a living room for you or whatever. So kind of just took those two things and combined them together. Um, I don't know how much kind of like pulling the audience I did before creating the product. I, it, which is funny because that's actually what we recommend as business consultants (laughs) (laughs) that you like really check with your audience before you actually spend the time and the money to build something. But it was, you know, it was relatively inexpensive and, um, it wasn't, you know, I wasn't like depending on it to like pay my mortgage. So it just felt like, oh, this is like a fun project that I can try. And if it works great and if it doesn't work, it's, you know, not the end of the world. That last part loved. If it doesn't work, it's not the end of the world. And I think that can, you know, that could be a strong, like um, a strong visual, if you will, as you're building your side hustle to look at, if it doesn't work, it's not the end of the world. You know, you can just try something new and, and keep going. So, right. so you, I guess you took like an indirect way. You looked at what all of these clinicians, which is your ideal client or customer in this case, and a lot of them on there were sharing, uh, I guess, some some nuggets on how to decorate the space. And then that helped right. to develop that idea. And then you also yep, used the word exactly. pain point. Yes. Yeah. So it's interesting how... Um, you know, that if you're looking for a side hustle, that's a one really good thing to identify is, you know, your ideal client, what is their pain point? Because it's very valuable for people to be able to access a product or a service that solves their pain point. Um, you know, like I think about, I have three kids and I think about, you know, when my kids were babies and they weren't sleeping, like I would have paid and I mm. did pay hundreds of dollars to a sleep consultant to help me figure out how to get my baby to sleep. Like, it was mm-hmm. worth every penny because she was solving a huge problem for me. Yeah. Very. Mm, I remember those days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's uh, I guess it's or as, as parents, sometimes I'm like, you, you could probably target me. I'm your, I'm your best client as a parent. Yeah. 
<laughs> yes. So, so awesome. Yeah. I think that's a, such a strong uh, word to look at pain point uh, because people tend to really connect to it. When, when you, when you developed your, um, this decide hustle, how did you take it from that early stage of a side hustle to like a structured organized business? Yeah. So I knew what my, um, you know, kind of my weakness would be is having the time to spend on the side hustle. So I set it up right from the beginning. So my time was really minimal. I hired a website company to actually build out the website, which was huge because I had an idea, but I have no idea how to build a website, especially a website where you actually buy something, a digital product. Um, so they were extremely helpful in helping me figure that out. Um, and then, you know, hiring somebody to do the marketing for me and hiring uh, an assistant to kind of, you know, do the catch-all of everything else that needed to be done. So that was the other cool thing I think about having a side hustle after you already have an established business is that you can really, um, you know, you don't have to kind of bootstrap it and try to wear all the hats and do all the things just to get it going. You can, you know, just put some money into it and, um, have other people work on it for you. Obviously you're still going to have to manage it somewhat, but, um, I just knew it wasn't going to be something that I had tons of time to work on. So, Maybe I work on it like two hours a week, but that's probably about it. Mm. Good point there. You know, looking at, so you, you took the approach of in the years that I've been, you know, working, what systems have I built? What have I learned? How have I worked smarter? Let's say, and not always harder. And I know you work hard, so not, <laughs> not hurting that, <laughs> that in there anyway. And then you created the side hustle. And instead of just redoing, you know, the initial work of early, you know, in, in your career, you looked at what systems can I put in here? You know, who can I hire? You know, where can I outsource so that the side hustle had that investment? And then with the investment, it was able to move forward uh, without, you know, hitting those same bumps maybe you hit along the way. Yeah, I think too, just realizing that there's people who are so much better at their whatever they do that I am like, even just in the past five years, social media, for example, has just gotten so much more complicated. I used to go on and do our social media for the practice. Um, I don't do it anymore. And I tried to get onto Pinterest and figure out how to make an account and, you know, cause it's kind of a perfect platform for a TheraSuite. and it's complicated. I started watching a YouTube video. I was 20 minutes in and I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> this is like a whole nother <laughs> skill set that I do not have. So I am happy to pay somebody who does it all the time to do it for me because yeah, it looks professional. It's done on time. Like she does a great job. So I'm happy to pay for it. So I don't have to, you know, start from scratch trying to learn how to use Pinterest. That is, <laughs> that's a good point. And it is, it's like, oh, so, social media is growing. It's sometimes growing so fast that it's uh, it's very different, you know, even when yeah. I, I was more hands-on. So I certainly relate to that. Yeah. What should therapists, uh, therapists out there think about when they're starting their side hustle? Yeah, I have to, 
you know, recommend that you think about what is the purpose of why you want to start it? You know, is it because you want, you know, X amount of income every month, or is it because it's just like a fun passion project for you? Or is it, you know, could be any number of reasons. Um, so I think you have to really think about why you want to do it. And then, um, also be realistic about, you know, the time and the money you have to devote to it. I feel like every single time I start a business, I'm like, this is going to be easy. It won't hardly <laughs> take any time at all. And then it's like, I'm like knee deep in making a website and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is taking so much time. <laughs> um, so yeah, just being realistic about that. And also I think with a side hustle, you know, you're implying essentially that you probably have some sort of main job. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think you also have to evaluate, like maybe doubling down on doing your main job is going to help you get to your goal rather than starting a side hustle. Because I think we get distracted by lots of things or we, um, yep. you know, maybe our, our main job isn't going so great. And we're like, Ooh, let's start this new fun thing. Um, not realizing that, you know, at some point it's probably going to get to that same point where you're like, Oh, this is a drag. <laughs> Yeah. And yeah. so is it, it, you know, is it like, okay, I just need to double down on what I'm doing and sort of fix these problems and, you know, let allow that to get me to my goal rather than start a whole new thing. Very. I, I, I love that. I like that <laughs> mindset there. So you're, you're doing like a lot of, there's, there's a lot of mindset that goes into it. You know, you're not just jumping in, you're really giving yourself some space to think. Right. Yeah. For me, it was a total, total like passion project because I love interior design. So I actually, um, like taught myself how to make some of the boards and it's like super fun. (laughs) (laughs) It it looks neat. I I like it. I I think it has a a very pretty touch to it. Mm, Thank you. Now here's a question for you as as the therapist is working on their side hustle and we'll use their suite as an example. Um, if, if I assume it's there, um, maybe if it's not, you can give me some ideas. How do they level up the side hustle? So, you know, they're creating blank and it's in the early stages and then it's going to go to that next level. What, what, what typical, um, what mindset do you go into? What systems do you put into play? Yeah, I think it depends on this. Um, and you know, what exactly you're providing and if you have employees or not. But, um, I think that again, depending on what your goals are and how much time you want to spend on it, it may be good to find somebody who really can manage it for you. And, you know, your role is just to check in once a week for an hour or help them troubleshoot when things come up, but otherwise you're, um, kind of hands off. Um, I know in the VA company, that was, uh, super helpful for me, like putting an operations person in place who really took ownership of running the practice, um, not running the practice, but running the business. And, you know, um, so it it wasn't me doing all the day-to-day things anymore. I think if Mm -hmm. you're really going to scale, you have to, you know, really hire people who are going to be invested and, um, you know, almost going to treat the business like it's their own and, run it well, even if you're not there. Hmm. So, so you, you continue to go back to, you know, as you're investing in, in your side hustle 
And if you're going to outsource trying to find people that are really good at what, at what they do in that area that you're hiring for so that they're treating it with that same investment that you're treating that side hustle. Right. Yep, exactly. And then earlier, right when we started, you said five to six weeks. That's that's that time of getting your business together. Does that include like, you know, first day, bam, got the idea. Last day, business is started. <laughs> so that includes me thinking about it for a couple months uh, or does not include me thinking about it for a couple months. And then once I finally decide, yes, I'm going to do this, like to the point where I'm like filing the LLC, opening the bank account, making the website or whatever it is I'm doing, that probably takes five to six weeks. Okay. And as I'm hearing that, it sounds like as you're starting all of these side hustles, they all started with that same structure of the LLC, maybe EIN and and so forth. Okay. Yep. Yep. All my um, businesses are separate LLCs. And are you doing that to support with the, like the mindset of, I want to treat this as a, you know, serious business. Um, I, I assume in there too, there's a logistic of keeping that structure clean. Yeah, I think, you know, they're different enough that it makes sense that they should be their own entity. I think too, like, you know, I'm open to at some point selling, you know, Mm -hmm. some or all of the businesses. So obviously it helps in that context to have them separated. Um, It also helps to have them separated from a financial perspective, just to see which business is doing well, which isn't doing well, kind of keep evaluating, you know from that perspective. That is, that's a good point there. So as you're building the side hustle, you have it separate. You could see in a very clean way in that bank account. Okay. This is what's bringing in. Here's my expenses, blank amount of time into it. Should I keep this side hustle going or should I retire it and then maybe start something new? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Now I have a fun question and we'll see how many good. you can list off. And this is, this is the last one before we finish up. Okay. Side hustle ideas. What side hustle ideas can you throw out there for, you know, all those listening? I have a whole book, Juan. You should have told me ahead of time. I would have gotten my book out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I'm sorry. (laughs) I have a journal where I write down all my business ideas. We need to find like a secret, uh, a secret, what do you call them? A, like a ninja that can sneak in there and get us that book. (laughs) Um, I think, okay. So non-mental health related, I always wanted to open up an ice cream shop. I don't know if I'm ever going to do it, but it seems really fun. And I want it to be like experiential, like there'd be giant, you know, like a giant slide into like a pool of sprinkles and, you know, places to like take cool Instagram photos. And then you can get really wild ice cream flavors. I think my kids will be signing up for that one. <laughs> so if anybody wants to start an ice cream shop, let me know. Um, I'm trying to think of, oh, the one idea I've had recently is, I don't know if you've seen um, in some big cities across the country, there are coffee shops that have kind of a mental health angle to them. So there's one in Chicago where the are trained in mental health first aid, which is like a lay person's training to help 
man, kind of manage mental health issues. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, would be amazing to sort of combine mm. something where it's just like breaking down the stigma of, you know, talking about mental health issues. And then maybe it's kind of like a, you know, kind of a filter into accessing services or, you know, maybe the coffee shop is downstairs and the therapy offices are upstairs. I don't know, but that's my latest idea. Mm, I like that one. Yeah. That's, that's a nice spin. And it seems like it'd be a really neat, immersive experience. Yes. Yep. So maybe in a few years, I'll have the time to work on that one. We'll knock on wood, fingers crossed. <laughs> You'll, you'll find your way there. Um, any, mm-hmm. any, any side hustle ideas for just clinicians, you know, directly to them that they, they could explore? Yeah, I think that we often underestimate, you know, the, the breadth of knowledge that we have and, you know, things that we do that we just maybe kind of take for granted um, that we don't realize would be valuable to other people. So for example, there's some clinicians that I'm talking to right now who kind of developed a whole training around, helping, um, when therapists first start in a private practice, um, helping them figure out how to retain clients and just kind of how things, you know, work in a private practice as opposed to an agency where a lot of us come from. And so, you know, that is super valuable to me as a private practice owner, you know, if I can help improve my clinician's retention, um, you know, that's worth its weight in gold. So, um, they're actually starting that as like a side hustle, like they're doing those trainings for other private practice owners. So that's just one example of, you know, think through some of the, some of the skill sets you have or what might be valuable to other people. Um, and you might be surprised at what you come up with, even if it's just like, you know, a a short e-course that you sell for, you know, $29 or whatever, if it's something that a lot of people want the information about, it's, you know, it's a great thing to offer. Yeah, well, that, that's an amazing idea. And I think that's, you know, super beneficial uh, to not just the therapist, but even, even to be sold to like a uh, group practices, you know, to give to their clinicians that bring on that that's an awesome idea. And I love that you connected on, um, look, look at the skills that you have, you know, as a therapist, being able to say, okay, well, what skills do I currently have so that I don't have to go and reinvent the wheel or, or learn something new. And I'm sure that, you know, so many individuals out there are going to be able to receive direct support from you based on just the skills that you have. Yeah. Awesome. 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 Great feedback, Allison. Um, As we close up, if anyone wants to connect with you or check out their their, their suite, um, how can they do that? Yeah. The website for TheraSuite is um, T-H-E-R-A-S-U-I-T-E.com. So like hotelsuite.therasuite.com. And there's a quiz on there you can take to find out what your design style is. If you have no clue what kind of, um, what kind of room you'd want or what kind of style you like, you can take a quiz, which is really fun. And the best way really to get a hold of me is through um, my email at practice of the practice. It's Allison with one L at practice of the practice.com. Awesome. Thank you. Well, thank you, Allison. Thank you for being here on a podcast of the Counselor's Journey Private Practice. Thank you, Juan. It was great. As you head out today, guys, I want you to give yourself a big old hug, a big old high five, because listen, you're doing it. You're taking time out of your day to build your six-figure private practice. You are tapping into ambition. You're tapping into curiosity, and you're doing it here together. We're holding hands. We're walking on this journey 
a private practice journey. Before you head off, do me a kindness, leave me a review. Let me know what you think about this episode. Let me know which episode really stuck out to you. Which one made you go, yes, I need to start doing a little bit more of that. Or yes, I am doing that and I'm proud of myself for doing that. I am seeing amazing changes. Thanks again for listening and I look forward to growing together on our journey.